Up next, Johnny Strauser joins me, and we preview the American Express Championship taking place in La Quinta, California. It's another birdie fest this week on tour. We discuss that. We also review the Sony Open, where Kevin Na won his fifth PGA Tour title. Uh, We talk about Na, the good and bad. And we talk about Chris Kirk's awesome resurgence and comeback story and uh, an easy guy to root for. Finally, we also discuss the somber news of Tiger Woods with another back surgery, this time a bit unexpected. And we talk about what the ramifications are going to be and uh, is this the beginning of the end for Tiger? Um, I tend to feel like it is. I'm not optimistic about it. And uh, makes me even more, uh, you know, grateful that we saw what we saw in 2019 when with him winning the Masters to cap off one of the greatest sports comebacks that you'll ever see. And uh, I hope I'm wrong, but this doesn't feel great. So before we get to that, here is swimming interview. Welcome back to another episode of Your Best Bets. Got a lot of news-worthy items to talk about before we get into the American Express. We'll also review the Sony Open. With me, once again as always, a probably somber Johnny Strauser. Bill, thanks for for having me on. Um, Yeah, that would be a, a pretty correct word here. We got some breaking news that uh that just dropped here recently before the show so i'll let you uh you get into that yeah it's unfortunate because we were kind of uh, a few hours ago we were uh, playing in this show discussing what we were going to talk about and uh, all of a sudden we had some breaking news and it involved our uh, our hero <laughs> uh tiger woods who yeah. unfortunately uh, went uh, underwent another uh, procedure on his back this time to remove a uh, a pressurized disc fragment that was pinching a nerve um, this I think was initially kind of seen at the at the PNC championship the father-son thing in in December uh, there was quite a few videos before that event uh, practice swings that came out where he looked really uncomfortable Played the whole week, though. It, it seemed like it wasn't a problem, but obviously it was. Um, so the doctors characterized the surgery as a success. You know, we're kind of getting all the, the normal standard procedure after a Tiger surgery where, you know, he's going to work hard to get back. And sources say, you know, he's hoping to return for the Masters. He's obviously going to miss, uh, you know, the farmers that he normally plays next week at Torrey Pines, he's going to miss the Genesis, which he uh, he hosts. Um, I don't know about you, Johnny, but this this is just sort of one more thing that Tiger has kind of undergone. This is his fifth back surgery, um, his first back surgery since the spinal fusion surgery in April seventeen. Um, I don't know. It's something to me. It just doesn't doesn't feel great this time. What about you? I, I unfortunately cannot cannot disagree at all. I mean, 
number five, like you said, and I mean, really, he got the spinal fusion a few years ago just just so he could basically walk upright and you know became kind of a a medical miracle for a couple of years playing at a you know major champion level and now this i mean you could kind of see throughout the season um it seemed to be getting worse and worse or or at least it never got better i guess uh, every event he seemed to play in it just you know it just wasn't he wasn't always you know, didn't have that, that, that jump in his step or that extra little bit in his golf swing. And, you know, I, I, I don't, didn't expect it would ever come to this, but you know, you just, as a Tiger Woods fan, you just never know, um, you know, when he, if he had to have another procedure and it's like hearing this, you know, I, I know they're saying, you know, every you know the the prognosis is good and this that and the other but i mean this is five procedures on his back and and each time that you get one i mean it's it's you know it, it, it raises that doubt of whether you know he's going to be able to play at a high level whether he's going to be be able to play again and and you know it, it, the, the news just broke not long ago so there's not a whole lot of time to react but the instant reaction for me was just, oh, oh, oh no, and oh my God, what, uh, what could this mean? I mean, is he going to be back for Augusta? Is he going to be back this season? You know, I, I, I'm really, really concerned about it. I'm hoping though that that the doctors are are not feeding us all, you know, just just what we want to hear, and and that it actually has some. Uh, uh, there's going to be some positivity going forward, but. That was definitely a uh, a blow to hear that, and you know, all all the all the best to a speedy recovery. Because I mean, him at Augusta uh, is you know is is always great to see, and and I I would hate uh, for this one to come along here in 2021, and and him to have to miss it, and um, you know, looking at his career possibly being in jeopardy once again. Yeah, here's the facts five back surgeries, five surgeries on his left knee. So that's 10 surgeries in the last 25 years or so. Um, he's, did he just turn 44 in December? Is that correct? Uh, 45. 45. Okay. Yeah. So he's not young. Um, his body has no. been broken down and rebuilt countless times. He, um, it, it, we've heard several times throughout the last couple of years how long it takes him to get ready for a round if he has an early tea time. He's got to wake up at like 3.30, 4 o'clock, something insane like that, mm-hmm. uh, just to get his body ready by, say, 7.30, 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, uh, you know, I'm not uh, ignorant to say that this is just one more step of kind of the beginning of the end. And I'm not just basing that off of the surgeries. I'm basing that off of what we saw in 2020. Um, of course, he wins the Masters in, in April of 2019. He has knee surgery in August of 19, but then he comes back in the fall and wins Zozo. That's his last win. He plays great at the President's Cup in 2019. He's the best player on the team. Um, and then last February, we see that he plays decent at, at Torrey Pines, and that's the last time that he played reasonable in a PGA Tour event. And we just saw a lot of struggles in 2020. And the uh, fact is, is, he's getting old, and his body is is 
it's just it's it's never going to get better. It's just going to get progressively worse based on everything he's been through. And here's another setback. So, you and I talked about this for ten years. When is he going to get another one? Is he going to get another major? Well, we saw that. We saw that in 2019, and I think it can't be understated that it, it might have been one of the more miraculous sports stories that you'll ever see. Um, getting that 15th major. Um, first in 11 years, you know, from, from 2008. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely take what I saw that day to heart because it was that spectacular. It was that unlikely because I, frankly, after hearing it today, I don't know if he's going to win again. And I certainly have my, you know, serious doubts that he'll ever win another major. I hope I'm wrong, but I also need to be a realist here. And, uh, that's sort of where I'm at. I'm not, um, I'm not overly bummed because of what we saw the last two years. I feel like it was a bonus. And, uh, you know, at some point, you knew this is going to end. I'm not saying that is this is going to be the end, but it, it feels a little closer after today. Yeah, I, I think it definitely took a step in that direction. And I, I, I hope you're right. I hope it's not the end. But it's just, you know, what what being 45 years old and, and, and all the, the wear and tear that he's had on his body, you know, you know, it's going to happen and you just hope that he can hang on as long as you can. Cause yeah, I, I think, you know, number 15 there at Augusta, uh, I mean, that's one of the greatest, like you say, greatest sports accomplishments ever there. So, so if you had to, if you had to bet at uh, over or under half a win and a PGA tour win, what 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 would you bet a uh, an amount of money that means something to you? Which way would you bet? That's a great question. You know the the only thing that I can say to rebut what I just the argument I just offered that this is this is concerning is that he's still Tiger Woods and he's proven countless times that he can come back and uh, and he can prove a lot of people wrong and he he did it after sort of the personal turmoil in 2011 12 13 he comes back after the chipping yips right in mm-hmm. 2015 2016 i mean when that's the time that he was also really in pain um more more turmoil with you know addiction and owis and i mean like i said can't be understated the the just the monumental nature of this comeback to get back where he did. So I don't think I could say under a half a win, I would still probably take the over, but I don't, I, I wouldn't place a bet with a lot of confidence in that. And maybe it would be more wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, w- I would say the same. I, I have a feeling he's, he's still somehow going to get number 83. I mean, you just feel that, you know, he's not gonna, he's probably not likely to ever uh, equal Jack Nicholas's major total, but I mean, he just needs one more, and and I know he plays the limited schedule. He's selective and generally plays the tougher events. But um, if there's someone that's ever existed that can can defy what has already been defied and continue to doing that, it's it's this man right here. So I would I would take the over again, like you said, not very confident about it. However, confident enough that you know, I, I think he, I think he gets it at some point. 
we'll see what uh, what the timetable is officially. Maybe uh, later on in you know the winter here, with you know maybe in February, we'll know for sure if he's going to make the Masters, or maybe it might be one of those situations where we don't know until two weeks before, and mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't surprise me either. Um, Johnny, let's let's talk about the Sony Open this last weekend, where um, our man Kevin Na picks up his fifth win of his career. Um, I can't say enough about this guy, and I, I have a few things to say, both good and bad. But this is the fourth straight season that Kevin Na has won a PGA Tour tournament. That is pretty stunning. And if anyone has been following golf for a long time, this is a guy that went. Um, six i think six full seasons without a win and now he's um or in between wins and now he's won in four straight seasons he beats chris kirk and joaquin neiman by a shot birdies 18 uh to win uh 18 obviously is a short gettable par five he did what he needed to do on that hole to get the win um overcomes a three-shot lead by brendan Steele halfway through the, the 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 you know the the final 18 on sunday um, Joaquin Neiman, again, now it's two straight runner-ups for him. Great start to 2021. So I have some thoughts on Kevin Na. First of all, Johnny, can you tell me who has more wins than Kevin Na since 2018? Ooh, Just off the top of your head. You, this is this, this is going to surprise you. By the way, it's only a hand, it's only a handful of guys that have more wins than Kevin Na the last four years, or three years, I guess. I would say Justin Thomas, um, Webb Simpson. Hmm. JT's on Maybe. there. What's that? JT's. JT. JT. Yep, he's on that list ahead of him. Maybe Brooks Kepka. Brooks is ahead God. of them. Not not many more though. I mean, that's yeah. all right. So since the January twenty eighteen. Dustin Johnson has eight wins. JT has six. Bryson has six. Brooks Kepka five. Rory McIlroy, five. The next on that list is Kevin Na with four. Um, I mean, we're talking about rarefied air. And mm-hmm. the, I mean, that's 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 the best of the best that you're talking about that's ahead of him. Um, how is Kevin Na doing this? How is he winning once a year now? Well, and and I'm not sure with with the audience here if they know much about his background. I mean, the guy's been a pro for since he was 16, 17 years old, um, you know, and he's mostly been on the PGA Tour. And you know, he's just kind of been one of those journeymen. Does enough to get his card each year and and uh, and whatnot. He what what was it? Was it about ten years ago? Maybe a little bit less than that. When he had almost it was almost the driver yips. Uh, it was the Players Championship where he would start his backswing and, and, you know, right before impact, pull away from the ball. And when he was leading that tournament there at the Players, and he got a lot of a lot of uh, crap for it, for, you know, whether it was rightfully so or not, uh, from the media, from the fans, and everything. And one thing that that I took away from that, and I can remember that happening, is he owned it. I mean, he he said, you know what? I'm sorry, this is me. I you know, I just I can't pull the trigger. And I think over the years, over these last couple of years here, he's really gotten comfortable with being in his own skin. Like he's he's comfortable with his golf swing. Um he's got children now, he's 
you know, he's got got the family. He's he's kind of settled into who he is. And I, I think that kind of thing, and he's always known as a slow player, so he just kind of owns that, and he, he doesn't let stuff bother him uh, in ways that maybe he did before. I think that that kind of mindset is a really, really important way to survive on the PGA Tour. When you don't get the real high, high highs or the really low lows, and you just kind of go along there. And he's able to kind of channel that. In addition, the guy putts out of his mind. I mean, he's such a good greens reader. Um, he's really careful and deliberate with the putting, and that always helps. I mean, a guy who could putt. I mean, you look at any PGA Tour event any week um, from, you know, go back as far as you want. Any any guy that can putt is is generally going to contend in these in these PGA Tour events. So you, I think you, you look at that on how just his, his attitude on how he goes about a round of golf, um, stuff like that doesn't bother him. And when he was down, you know, down three shots to Brendan Steele there, he didn't waver. He just kept grinding away at it and and rolled in some putts. And as as we've seen here just in the last couple of weeks and in any of his wins, when he starts rolling the put, putts in, I mean, the, he he makes he can make anything from anywhere. So that's to me that that's it. I mean, yes, it is physical, but I think a lot of it is tied to to his approach to the golf game. You're right. The 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 players championship i believe it was 2013 because I, I think i remember was it the one tiger won and i think in the third round now was leading and he had all those issues and and, and he's over the next three or four years he becomes whether it's fair or not the guy that is the slowest player on tour nobody wants to play with them etc etc and now he's sort of like you know, this fun, lovable guy who's walking in putts when they're five feet short of the hole. And mm-hmm. that's kind of his thing now. I mean, hell, he's got he's got a logo on the back of his shirt of himself walking in a putt. Fantastic. Uh, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of – I'm Johnny, I'm kind of over the Kevin Na experience a little bit. And, and I say this as uh, full respect to the player because he's um, – I mean, he's he's built himself into just a really solid, reliable player. He's not long off the tee, but he does everything else really well. And uh, you know, I I always admire these guys that don't win with length. He he does it in in, in other ways, kind of like a Webb Simpson uh, light, uh, so to speak. The, the 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 charade of walking in putts is is kind of it's kind of gotten to me a little bit and and one of these times he's gonna he's gonna be walking one in in a critical moment and it's gonna miss and uh, it's gonna it's gonna bite him at some point and yeah it almost he almost feels like one of these guys that's trying a little too hard you know the post round interview he's you know he's just jovial and 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 while he's out there he's smiling and it it feels just a little much for me and maybe that's my cynical nature coming out but <laughs> um <laughs> so i don't know about nine and you know and, and there was a lot of discussion after the round about him being a, a potential rider cup pick and i i just don't see it mm-hmm. especially at whistling straights a course that doesn't fit his uh his game at all you know to be frank i mean it's, that's a bomber's paradise um, I, mm-hmm. I guess he he could have an amazing 2021, and he might be deserving of a pick. But um, so I'm I'm not sure I'm loving the Kevin Knox experience. Respect him as a player, but as as a guy, as a personality, I'm kind of over it. 
That's that's fair. I mean, he is kind of aggravating to watch, and like I don't like slow play uh, personally, and and I, I know you're a fast player and everything like that. So probably the same thing. So that that whole thing kind of just it, it's a little irritating. And yeah, you're right. It it might be a charade, but I, I think that's kind of just who he is. It's just and it, you know it's obviously a take it or leave it type personality, and and uh, you've you've left that a long time ago. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, apparently, I'm 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 past that now. Um, uh, so the guy that finishes second uh, is has a story that is kind of amazing, and I'm not sure you know besides hardcore golf fans will know about it. But Chris Kirk, um, really solid tour player out of Georgia, uh, had a couple wins, had a really good. I think 2014, he contended for the FedEx Cup, the one that Billy Horschel won. Um, you know, and then a couple of years ago, he he had to step away. Uh, you know, for alcohol abuse, depression, a um, bunch of issues. Um, I think it was the fall of 2019, and uh, he comes back. I think it was last summer after the restart, and he gets a major medical extension. Um, well, that ended Sunday, and the only way to to basically keep his card was to finish in a, a two way tie for third, um, and. He goes out and does it, and he does it after bogeying two of his first three holes. And that, I mean, as impressive as Kevin now was to win, this might have been more impressive because he's basically, you know, not I don't want to say playing for his job, but playing for tour status for the rest of the season. And obviously, we know that's a huge thing. Um, that's I mean, and, and not only is it an awesome story, it's it's all of all of the problems that he's had are relatable. You know, he drank to basically stave off his own anxiety, depression, and um, it just spiraled from there. Um, it's, it's a crazy impressive story. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, just on the human interest story alone, I mean, he's got a, got a relatable problem that, that a lot of, you know, a lot of people do suffer from and, and, and uh, um, you know, are, don't necessarily come forward or, or, or address, you know, the issues. He was able to do it and, you know, on the brink of, of, I mean, we're talking, you know, potentially millions of dollars in income difference if he, you know, if he doesn't end up finishing two-way tie for third or better at this event. And for him to be where he was at that one point in 2019 and to now having full status on tour, I mean, that's that's remarkable. I mean, that it's remarkable that he you know, was able to, to confront his demons and, and seek help and, 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 you know, take care of everything as far as a, uh, the personal side and then to go, um, and now become, you know, he's a, 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 a PGA tour player for the rest of this season. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to see. Um, and I, I do agree. I think this is a, a bigger deal than, than, you know, not actually winning was, was facing, Having to finish, you know, like in the top three, or you're talking all this, uh, all this lost money, you know, all this lost status, and for him to do that is 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 great to see because I'm sure he's a good person in, in in his own right and whatnot, and you know, worked hard to to get where he's where uh, where he's at right now, and uh, couldn't be happier for him. From all accounts, he sounds like a good dude, and yeah. uh, it, it's kind of a, a story you're gonna, you know, root for, and and a guy you're gonna root for. So, 
interested to see what he does throughout the rest of the season now that he's kind of put that to bed and he can kind of just go out and play golf. Um, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, Kevin and I mentioned five PGA Tour wins. Who else has five PGA Tour wins, Johnny? Any idea? Well, it says five. Five. I'm not sure who, who, who's got uh, five. Ricky Fowler. Uh, I'm talking about Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Fowler. So Kevin Na has equaled the win total of Ricky Fowler. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to me. One, you could say, has uh, outlived the, the sum of his parts. And the other one has uh, uh, underwhelmed, basically, on the sum of his parts. No? Yes, and I, I hope I hope Ricky ends up playing well at some point, so we can dedicate a segment of of the podcast <laughs> to him. But yeah, he's definitely came in with a lot of fanfare, and and something's wrong with him because I mean he's he has not not played to expectations, unfortunately. Still not in the Masters, and uh, that's interesting. That's gonna wow. Me. Yeah. That's that's not far off. Um, one more thing before we we talk about the American Express uh, is I got a problem, Johnny, and the problem is is I'm kind of tired of the twenty twenty five unders winning on the PGA Tour. Um, listen, it's always good to have a fun birdie fest here and there, um, but it's becoming nearly every event at least in the fall and and now through the first two events of 2021 here, that's you got to shoot 20 under to win. And uh, I don't know, I kind of like an event every now and then that, you know, has firm greens and it's, it's, it's not playing like a dartboard and it's really challenging these guys in a different way. Um, Even you go back to the playoff events, you know, DJ shoots 30 under in Boston. That's a playoff event. Mm -hmm. Um, is it just me, or am I just sort of a, uh, a stick in the mud with this? No, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, if you shoot 20 under at some of these events, you're, you're I mean, you're maybe top five, you know. And, and it seems, like you said, every single week. And, and, and finishing, you know, the, the events that, you know, 10, 11, 12 under, that, those aren't bad. I mean, because, you know, you've got to earn it. But when you're... When these guys are birdying 25 or 30 percent of the holes or more you know in the case of dj in boston there um you know it's just it's, it's almost you know it, it is almost not fun to watch because it seems to be every single week and and you look at it and and, and uh you know this is a par 70 so there's two less par fives so in theory at uh, uh wildlife country club in, in where they played the sony that you know there's basically less chances to make under par because par fives are easier to birdie and these guys are still shooting in the low 20s i mean if they if this was a par 72 you're looking at 28 29 30 under par Mm -hmm. for this event so Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely there's definitely things that they should do um and and if it you know it's okay to to do it in some events but but like you said it is it seems to be you know 75 80 percent of the events on tour these days if you don't put up 20 under par in four rounds, um, you don't, you don't have a chance. Yeah. I, and the problem is of course, like while I is short and if there's not a lot of wind, uh, there's not, that's, that's one of the defenses of the course. And it wasn't, it didn't offer that this week and guys were tearing it up. I think I saw the scoring average on Saturday 
was just under 66. Um, and I know it's mm-hmm. par 70, but that's insane. That's um, it, for an entire field. I mean, that, yeah, an that is, field. Yes. that is, in, that is insane. I mean, if you're not shooting 66, then, then you're getting beat by half the field. And, right. and I don't think they can make these golf courses tough enough on a weekly basis. I mean, they can, cause you see how, you know, the USGA comes in, um, and makes courses where, 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 you know, they try to protect par and, and you get the certain, you know, conditions with wind and rain and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think it's an equipment issue. It's, it's the golf ball goes too far. Um, now that, you know, guys are working out, getting stronger and, and women as well. And, you know, people are hitting it, you know, 320, 330. I mean, some of those ones that Kevin and I had, we just talked about how he was a short driver. He's carrying it out there 280, 285, which is, you know, a good poke ball hits and, and probably rolled another 60, 70 yards on these from fairways. So, I mean, you know, when should, he should be hitting a seven iron and these guys are hitting, you know, sand wedges. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and and I understand some of it is just these guys are so good now. And um, But look at the – so I mentioned the playoffs. Of course, we had the first playoff event where DJ shoots 30 under. But the second playoff event I think was the best – tournament of the season and that was the bmw championship at olympia fields where we had the duel between dj and yes um, where they make insane punts but that felt like a u.s open um yes and it, it was it was fun because you saw them I mean, yep. really struggling to make par but good shots were still rewarded on a really difficult track and um i'm not saying i want every week like that but it would be nice if we saw some more events where five under one, six under one. And, and, and I know next week at Torrey Pines, traditionally it's usually around 10, 12 under that, that win. So we'll, you know, maybe we'll see this kind of, uh, you know, the scoring will go down next week. But the, the tournament we're going to discuss in a second, if you don't shoot 20 under, you're not going to win. No, you're not, you're not going to finish top 10. But, yeah, Olympia Fields, I mean, old, old classic course with, uh, you know, the, the it's got the you know the, the interesting angles that you come in on these greens with the with the tight bunkers and they grew the rough out so I mean you you do that kind of stuff you can make the course courses tougher but yeah on a, on a week in a week out basis they the the tour definitely I think is is not I don't know why they're doing it. I don't think they just like the birdies but they're definitely not uh, um, setting these courses up that uh, really really challenge these guys. Um, all right, enough of uh, my high horse on, on scoring on tour. Uh, let's get to the American Express. This, uh, this event, like I said, is normally a birdie fest. It's out in La Quinta, California. Beautiful area. I've been out there myself. It's awesome. Um, this event, traditionally held on three courses, is just going to be held on two um, this week because of COVID issues. And uh, just for you, Johnny, they're not holding the pro-am portion of of the event, which I know will make you very happy. God, um, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, so they play, they'll play at two courses, the stadium course at PGA West and the Nicholas course. And um, uh, Pete Dye track, a uh, lot of water on the stadium course. Um, could definitely put up some big numbers just because of, uh, you know, there's just more hazards and, and more trouble. But obviously both these courses, you're, you're going to see – Really low scoring. Uh, Bermuda Greens. Um, we got Andrew Landry as the defending champion. We've seen in the last few years here, uh, Rahm has won. Uh, we've seen Duffner win, I think, four or five years ago. Patrick Reed, Reed won here. Um, 
traditionally, at least on the, uh, I, th- I believe it's on the stadium course, I know there's a lot of forced uh, layups off the tee, so it kind of evens out a little bit of the, the driving, so it kind of becomes uh, who can get their irons close. And, um, you know, traditionally, strokes gain approach is a metric that would be a, a popular one to look at here. Um, and, and, Johnny, before we get into that, I want to kind of just tout something that you and I have been looking at the past, I don't know, month and a half, and that that's a, a site called fantasynational.com. And if you're interested in the metrics that we sort of discuss, it gives you everything you need at your disposal to help you make your picks if you're doing DraftKings, if you're betting like we are, and uh, it, it you know looks at strokes gained off the tee or you know approach the greens or putting, and it you can also look at you know specific greens. You can look at the last ten rounds. You can look at the last two hundred rounds. It's it's awesome, and we use it as a, um, a a tool to help us kind of figure out who's playing well. Um, so, anyways, I yeah, I look at strokes gained approach here. I also look at um, this. It's, an, it's this is an awesome stat. This is opportunities gained. Um, and in this field, you want to. It basically it looks at uh, anyone that ha- that has the most opportunities in a certain time frame of of fifteen foot birdie putts or under. Um, it's really cool because you're going to see a ton of guys have those length of putts this week because they're just. It's again, it's going to play as a dartboard most likely, and so you want guys that are going to give themselves a lot of eight, ten, twelve footers. Um, not, not surprisingly, top in this field is Emiliano Grillo. Um, and I got some other guys that, that are really hitting their irons well. We've been talking about Russell Henley for the last few events. He's second in that stat. Uh, Luke Liss, my guy. Uh, Matthew Wolf, Doc Redman. Uh, so a lot of the good ball strikers that we sort of know are, are uh, kind of up in that statistic. Is there anything that you're looking at specifically for this week? I, I again... Like you said, you know, there's going to be a lot of layup shots. There's going to be a lot of playing from the same position or similar position. Rough is usually not too bad. Um, I, I look at the strokes gained approach. I mean, the, the one uh, opportunities gained is a, is a fantastic one as well. Uh, but definitely got to look at, at, at the good iron players. Um, the, uh, you know, the weather out there is typically the same where there's not a lot of wind. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, not a lot of bad weather. So it's, a dome. it's basically like a dome. So yeah, it's just who, who's the best stock iron player. And you want guys that, that are going to give, um, hit the ball, hit, you know, hit greens and hit, and hit it close. And those greens usually run, they're pretty perfect out there. So, I mean, yep. you do want to look at the putting cause you know, ultimately those guys are going to probably finish a little bit higher making those putts, but Want to look at the guys who are striking the ball well. So I really focused on the strokes gained approach and and uh, uh, the opportunities gained one. Like like I said, is a real good one as well. Yeah, I like that one. The uh, the favorite was John Rahm. He withdrew. Um, so we got Patrick Cantley, and, and this is uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook. So you if you have another book, you know your prices may vary. Obviously, shop around as we always say. Patrick Cantley at plus thirteen hundred, uh, Patrick Reed at fifteen hundred, Finau and Scheffler at seventeen hundred, Brooks Kepka making his first start of twenty twenty one at plus twenty one hundred, Sanjay at plus twenty one hundred, Matthew Wolf at plus twenty three. Those are the guys that are under plus three thousand. Uh, that's seven guys of that top group. Who do you like? I'm gonna go. Uh, main guy I like there is um, Scotty Scheffler. 
Um, we've, we've talked about him here a couple of times and, you know, he's, he's a good iron player. He wasn't it last year. He probably could have won that event and, yes. Yes. and just, uh, struggled with his putting down the stretch. Uh, got a little issue also with the golf swing, with the footwork and whatnot, but he, uh, um, you know, he, he's going to win one of these days and, and. I'd rather I want to be on him the first time that he wins. So plus seventeen hundred, that's that's pretty good odds right there. Um, I like where he's sitting there, and I can't, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Brooks Kepka and didn't I say if it's a major you play him, and if it's not a major you don't. It's a hard and fast rule. Uh, plus twenty one hundred though, that is not bad. That's that's something that's going to. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I I would bet him, but I like him at that number. Um, from what I'd heard, he is one one hundred percent healthy supposedly. I don't know about his golf game because you know he hasn't played, uh, didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs there, so it's been a while since he's he's played. But he's he's. Is the last time we saw him was 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 it the Masters? Yes, I think it was the Masters. Okay, he 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 did play well at the Masters, and he played yeah. well the week before that at Houston. I think he finished top ten in both. Yeah, and this being a flat, flatter golf course, I don't think it's going to be issues with the legs or anything like that. I I think that plus twenty one because usually he comes in around plus a thousand. So this is this is kind of twice as good on his on his odds there. So I, I I'm probably going to throw a little bit on him. I mean, it won't be much, but if he plays well. His odds are going to jump so high that he, he may not be worth it come you know come Friday morning or Friday afternoon on his odds there. So he he's he's got me tempted there. And then also the other guy um, is Matthew Wolf. Um, you know he's he good great player in, in his own own right. Fourth in uh, in strokes gained approach. Thirtieth in putting in the field. So he kind of fits that that good mold there, and and could come out swinging, and uh, I'm definitely going to bet him. So those are kind of my my three guys in the in the in the top few that I I'm focusing in on. The 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 Scheffler number is a little low for me, considering he's never won. Um, and I mean, I, I like the guy a lot. I actually think he sh- I think he might make the Ryder Cup team this year based on how well I expect him to play. I just don't know if I'm ready to bet him yet as as uh, I guess the third best the third favorite in the field never having won an event. Um, uh, Patrick Reed is interesting at plus 1500 at being a past winner here. Um, I mean you know probably just one of the most unlikable guys on tour but as far as as when he gets hot he he can really just put up a lot of birdies uh, especially a place like this uh, you know one of the better putters on tour one of the one of the guys i would trust to make uh, a ton of putts um i agree with you with on, on matthew wolf um we saw him just catch fire and, and uh, from august through the u.s open um, you know, he really had a, a really legitimate chance to win two majors. Um, I would argue he, he probably, could, I don't want to say should have won the PGA, but he probably hit it as well as Kyle Morikawa. He just didn't make a putt the last day, and I think he mm-hmm. still shot 65, something like that. Um, so I really like Wolf at, at 2,300 I, I, based on his ball striking prowess, and he's just one of the guys that, man, it's just it's going to depend on the putter. Um yeah. As far as Brooks goes, 
uh, you're right. Normally he's hovering in that plus thousand to twelve hundred range. So you are getting a bit of a break with him. It is his first start in you know almost two months. Um, so you got to wonder if there's going to be some rust there. But he was a, he's a guy that you know he can. I don't know. It's like every time I I I don't take him in an event he's he's five under after the first 12 holes and i'm like oh man should have took brooks yeah exactly i mean you you and i have had that issue with our fantasy golf all the time you take him right right. can't play he misses a cut yeah and then i take him and he's plus three after six and i'm like why did i take brooks it's not a major so i'm gonna have to consider that one um going down to the wire but and uh Patrick Cantlay, a deserving favorite, I think. Uh, he's been really solid. He won in the fall, California kid, and uh, I would I would say he fits the profile. I would I wouldn't have a problem with anyone betting him at plus thirteen hundred as the favorite because I still think that's a pretty reasonable number mm-hmm. um, on him. Um, plus three thousand to five thousand. Uh, Abe answer at three thousand. Russell Henley, who we've talked about at plus thirty five hundred. Charles Howell the third, for some reason is plus 3,500. Um, I, I talked about him last week at the Sony Open, and of course he loves, but I don't really get why he's at that number. Kevin Na, of course, last week's winner at 3,500. Cam Champ at 4,000. And we got Casey and Rick Fowler at 4,600. Anyone there that catches your eye? Well, I, the Charles Howell thing, yeah. I mean, at plus 3,500. I've always liked the guy. I mean, he played college golf when I did, so kind of got to see him as I was growing up and everything and he doesn't win really ever. I mean, so he's, he's a stay away from as far as that. Now you could look at him in a top 10 or maybe top 20, you know, cause he could kind of, you know, just hang around there and whatnot. I do like Abe answer though. Um, had some success on this golf course before and he is, he is one of my favorites who I'm going to be betting for sure. Um, I still, and I think, Plus three thousand is is pretty fair. Uh, when he gets his irons going, he can uh, definitely hit it hit it really really well. And um, you know, it's just about ma- making those putts. Henley, we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's there's value there, and he did play well through uh, actually most of the tournament at Sony. So you know, there there is is value there. But um, as for anybody in there, um, I'm going to go with answer for sure. sure. Um, I don't know if I could go nah though. You know, he he won this week. It's so hard to win back to back weeks that sure. I don't think he's got any value. And and the other guys are just kind of a wait and see, just to see how they're playing on on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. I mean, on the surface, Paul Casey at plus forty six hundred. Of course, Paul Casey never wins ever. Um, no, he never uh, wins. Uh, I I do like answer a lot at plus three thousand. He statistically last week hit the ball really well, and he had I saw statistically one of the worst putting rounds, or I guess putting back to back rounds that he's had since uh, middle of twenty nineteen. I don't think that happens again with him. He's a terrific iron player, and that's what uh, that's what this tournament is going to uh, showcase. So I I love the answer pick. I'll be betting him for sure. I'll probably go in on Russell Henley again. I, I I talked about him last week. He was one of my picks last week. I went into the fourth round thinking he had a great chance, and then he went on to proceed. He went to, he went on to par the first nine holes and just got <laughs> lapped on the front nine. I was so disappointed. Um, but I also tend to expect these kind of things because it's golf. 
Um, and Cam yeah. Champ at plus four thousand is is kind of interesting to me. Um, I, I know we talked about some of the, the the driving prowess being negated a little bit, at least at um, at the stadium course. But I think he's a little underrated. I mean, he's got a couple tour wins. He's still really young, and uh, you know, he's kind of. It seems like he's talked about a little bit behind that Wolf Hovland Morikawa group. But I don't know if I don't know if Matthew Wolf has two times as good a chance as winning as, as Cam Champ this week. I don't know if I'll bet him, but I think it's at least an interesting number for him. Um, kind of talking about anyone from plus 5,000 to, I don't know, we can even go down to plus 1,000. This is where you get a big group. I know obviously won't read off these names, but, Johnny, I'll talk about one. I got two bets in on um, guys in this range, and I'm, I know you won't be surprised at either one, but the first one is Samuel Burns at plus 5,500. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, this guy has been hitting the cover off the ball since August. Um, basically since the restart, uh, I saw he was in the top 10 in strokes gain total. That's measuring everything. He slays Bermuda greens. He's one of the better Bermuda putters. Uh, love Sam Burns this week at plus 5,500 super talented young guy. It's due. And, uh, and my other guy is the doctor. It's doc Redman plus 8,500. Another great ball striker. Um, I think everyone was on him in the fall. I think it was at the RSM. I know I was. Uh, um, I think I had a pretty sizable bet on him, and he no-showed. But, uh, you know, a little bit kind of like Burns, except I, I don't. I wouldn't trust his, his putting as much. But um, definitely a guy that could heat it up with the irons. Those are my two favorite plays in that range. I also love Cam Davis at plus 9,000. This guy is a – I think he's from – he's an Aussie. Um, hits it a mile. Um, and last week he really flashed a couple moments, uh, a couple par fives. He had wedges in, so he should be able to take advantage of the par fives this week. Cam Davis at plus 9,000. Johnny, who you got in this range? Plus 5,000 to plus 10,000. Those are some pretty good picks there. Uh, I do like the, the Doc Redman pick. That was one of my guys. And if you look at him, he's plus 1,000 at a top 10. I mean, ten dollar bet on a top ten it pays out a hundred dollars, and that's that's good. That's pretty good there. Usually, those guys in that area play pay, you know, plus six hundred, plus seven hundred, plus six fifty, you know, something like that. So that's something to to consider right there. Um, guys, the two I like um, are at uh, uh, plus seven thousand is uh, Aaron Wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Good solid player, good young player. Uh, he's won before. He won in Texas, in, in Dallas. Um, just got a feeling about him. Um, but uh, when he gets it going, you know, he can – he gets that putter going. He can he can usually score really, really low. Uh, good iron player. It's pretty solid all-around game. And I think it's a pretty solid number at plus 7,000 there. Um, also going to go with uh, a guy we talked about a little while ago is uh, is Chris Kirk. Um, generally, if a guy plays well, I try to ride those guys for a, a week or two, um, at least to have a high finish the next week. Um, so he, you know, he he played, you know, played good to the third place finish there. That uh, plus seven thousand and plus six hundred for a top ten. I mean, those are. Those are pretty good numbers there for a guy who played, you know, really, really well. And again, I'm I'm throwing something on Doc, um, Doc Redman there, plus eighty five hundred, 
and probably a top 10 if it sticks at that plus 1,000. I thought you were going to say at plus 7,000 Adam Hadwin, who uh, shot a 59 out here a few years ago. Um, I think I saw in the last five tournaments out here, he leads in strokes gained um, at this tournament. Uh, he hasn't done a lot, though, lately, so I don't think you can have much confidence in him, um, really. But I guess if you wanted a, a flyer, uh, you could probably do worse than Hadwin. Um, Keegan? <laughs> Keegan at plus 9,000, uh, man, if this guy could just putt worth a crap, this guy would If he be, could putt just a little bit. Uh, just a little, just just be a zero putter. Uh, in the last, what, 50 rounds, he is top five strokes gained approach, actually second, um, third in strokes gained tee to green in this field. Um, so bad on the greens, so bad. 154th in this field putting, he's... Um, I, I'm just wondering if, if maybe a course like this, he just hits it to two and three feet, you know, enough where, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I wouldn't take him, but, man, Keegan, if you could putt, you would have. Uh, he's the third worst putter in the field and the second best ball striker. Yep. So, I mean, to, to give you an idea there. Yeah, I just, I mean, he, he surprised us with a win a couple, was it a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so, I mean, lightning can strike twice i guess but i guess. I, I, I i'm not putting my hard-earned money on him for a win not on wednesday sure gary woodland at plus nine thousand. uh it looks like bryson ate some of gary woodland um like <laughs> gary woodland is like withered away I, I, he's going the opposite route of bryson and, and slimming down to look like you know i don't know justin thomas or something but plus nine thousand on gary woodland is uh, it's an insane number, but he has not played well. He didn't play well on 2020, um, so I don't. I don't really think you can feel good about picking him. Anyone over plus ten thousand? Uh, I mean, we get down to some serious bombs. But listen, if there's any course or any tournament where there's been long shot winners, it's this. I mean, it's this place. We saw Adam Long here win three years ago, as he was six hundred to one. Yeah. Um... I mean, so, yeah, they could kind of come out of the woodworks here. Um, one guy jumped out at me, and he played well at Sony, was uh, Peter Melnati. Um, yep, yep. You know, had had some success. Really kind of faded off a little bit on the weekend, especially on Sunday. So, you know, there's, there there may be a little bit of after effect there. But plus 11,000, I mean, you know, he could uh, he could end up getting it going. Um, Andrew Landry, he's a defending champion, right? He is, I yep. mean, I, he's not going to win again, but I mean, you know, maybe maybe uh, get some good memories there, and and uh, you know, finishes top ten, top twenty, or something. Um, there's not a ton out there. One guy who always jumps out at me is is Matthew Nesmith. Mm-hmm. Good great, ball striker. Great first round leader pick. Great first round leader. Great first round leader pick. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, such a good ball striker, he gets one good day on the greens there and can shoot, you know, 61, 62 or something like that. Um, but you know, that, that's it. And then, and then I, I'm just going to throw out a name that I, that can occasionally play well is, is Vaughn Taylor mm-hmm. plus six, 16,000. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not, doesn't hit it that long. He's just kind of average in everything else. But I mean, he's, he, I, I think he played pretty well, uh, in Hawaii there 
Um, so maybe, maybe something yeah. like that. that. That's a true home run there. But I, I, no, I mean, it, it, like we said, it can happen. Um, this course seems to, I, I, I don't want to say it kind of muddles everyone up, but kind of does. Uh, there's a lot of guys that you'll see in the mix down in this range, uh, I bet, on Sunday, but it's just a matter of closing the deal. Someone that I, I just saw that played really well in the fall and, and is arguably the best putter in this field is Denny McCarthy at plus 20,000. Um, uh, obviously, it's a bomb, but you could even get plus 1,800 on a top 10 for a guy that doesn't miss a lot from inside 10 feet. Uh, a guy that kind of fits sort of the profile, uh, Doug Gim, the Gim Reaper. Yep, the Gim Reaper. <laughs> Plus plus 17.5 for him uh slightly interesting hudson swaffer down there plus 16,000 past winner here he just won in the fall you're gonna see some really i mean big numbers on some guys that have some talent um again it's just trying to figure out which two or three of these guys might flash and get a top 10 um you know i got i got my guy kyle stanley down here plus 17.5 he he's a good iron player can't putt um, I try to stay away from those guys because they tend to not come through for me. Um, any other bets you like this week? Any top 10s, top 20s, any matchups, first-round leaders, Johnny? Well, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, first of all, that you didn't mention Luke List at 17.5 and Patrick Rogers also at 17.5. I'm, I mean, I'm this, quitting them. This is a golf podcast, man. I mean, you gotta you got to mention the guys who you keep betting here. <laughs> I, well, I did mention list is you know is it did flash on the the ball striking yeah. stats, but uh, yes, we did. know we yes, know we did. can't putt, we can't putt. Yes, okay, so I yeah, so a couple weeks ago, um, last time I was on the show, picked a uh, uh, parlay that uh, a, a two tournament matchup parlay that ended up winning. Um, so hopefully, hopefully people looked at that. Um, I have a few that I'm gonna uh, throw out here. Um, so we've talked about our, our top tens, our, our tournament winners and everything, and hopefully we can get some names out of that that, uh, that we like there. I hope so. I have gone and looked at the tournament matchup tab on DraftKings. So this is uh, DraftKings. If you click on the matchups, not round one matchups, but just four-round tournament matchups. I, these are going to be separate bets. Parlay them at your own risk. Um, I'm going to give out three here that I'm going to play. Okay. First one is uh, Chris Kirk at minus 125 over Mark Hubbard. I mentioned Chris Kirk as a as a sleeper on uh, you know on a high finish, so obviously I'm pretty high on him. And only 25 cents juice. That's not too bad um, on a tournament matchup there. Second bet is actually at plus odds. Um, Aaron Wise over uh, at plus 100 over Brian Harmon. So $10 bet will win you $10. Um, I, I like Wise this week, like I said. Brian Harmon is a, is a good player, though. So, you know, he, there's a reason why Aaron Wise is at plus odds. So, but, uh, but I do like him this week. And then my third matchup um, is also at plus odds. It's Scotty Scheffler. At plus 105 over Tony Finau. Mm. And Tony Finau is a, is a top five and top ten machine. But 
I, I think Scheffler potentially wins this week. So I'm kind of going off of that. I will not be parlaying any of these just because between the three, I mean, I, I'm picking two guy two matchups at plus odds. So, I mean, yeah. you know, feel free to throw a couple bucks on if, if you end up doing that. But, uh, but uh, those are the three that I really like on the matchups tab for the four-round tournament matchups for this event. I have, a, I have two matchups as well, but I am, of course, going to parlay them together because I am the parlay machine. I have Cameron Davis over the Tom Hoagie sandwich at plus, I'm sorry, my, minus 125. I talked about Cam Davis earlier. He played last week, and he played well for most of the tournament. Um, and my second matchup that I'm going to parlay with that is uh, my guy Sam Burns uh, over Lanto Griffin. Uh, it's minus 106. Uh, so you parlay those together. You got plus 251. Um, I love both of those guys. I'm going to play that. And I got a, a, I got two guys to miss the cut this week. Um, one with some juice and one with a lot of juice. The first one is our tournament host, Phil Mickelson, to miss mm. the cut at plus 100. Plus 100. Um, yep. I have no confidence like in Mickelson's game. He's, he's a terrific senior tour player at this point. And that's about as far as I'll go with him right now. Um, I'm also favoring the guys that played at least once the last two weeks, and obviously Mickelson hasn't played in a while. I'll take him to miss the cut there. And I'll also take Paul Casey to miss the cut at plus 150. Um, I'm, I'm also just kind of kind of basing this off of rust. He hasn't played, and um, I don't really trust him with the putter, and I just I would rather pick guys that I have – some confidence that can make a five footer and he's certainly not one of these guys anymore i don't actually i don't know if he ever has been um plus 150 for paul casey um take that one to the bank so give you a couple props there along with our our picks to win um some long shots um i mean to be honest this isn't one of the the better tournaments on tour but it's a it's a tournament you can bet on so that makes it interesting at least for us, and we'll have a big one to talk about next week. Um, probably it's sort of the start of the, the season, it feels like, the, the Torrey Pines event to me. It always has. Um, so that one will be a fun one to talk about. Any final thoughts on this one? The American Express used to be the career builder, used to be the Humana. Yes, one, one more thing. Like we talked about with the birdies, like we talked about with the tournament field, we talked about the, the random winners uh, 27, 28 under par is going to win this event. So 20 under par might get you a top 10. Be careful betting your top 10 bets because you just never know. Um, one shot could mean fourth place versus 15th place. And, and you know, you don't want to be sweating that out too much. So I would tend to suggest save your money a little bit. Um, use some of it on this event if you want to, but definitely save it for Torrey Pines next week because, uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of good picks here. It's going to get a little bit more clear as far as, you know, you and I giving out some suggestions because the harder the golf courses get, the the better yep. the player is, you know, the better the players are that, that finish higher. So just be careful with this one here with the, the top bets because it's going to be a bunched up field. Um, but hopefully we can uh, we can find some, some winners here, make some people some money here and uh, – um, I kind of like what, what we got as far as uh, our suggestions this week. 
yeah, I, I gave Sanjay M last week as my top bet. I, I placed probably as big, uh, it was going to be as big a win as I would have ever had uh, if Sanjay won. And he made the cut on the number, finished last, <laughs> the guys that made the cut. Um, <laughs> listen, couldn't have been worse. And I got I got some feedback from some people. Hey, your Sanjay pick was, it was awful. It sucked. Yeah, I know. Listen, this is golf. It's hard. It is hard to pick these guys to win. It's it's not an every week thing. So um, we are gonna get, we give you these picks based on our our research, our know, our knowledge of of, of these players, and um, you know the, we make the educated guess as best we can. So they're not always gonna hit. Hopefully, we get one soon here. Uh, Johnny, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. Your best bet pod on Instagram. Check out these picks. Uh, get them up at least before the tournament. Hopefully, a day before the tournament, so you can check them out. Uh, again, shop on your 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 preferred sports book, um, but also shop around for the best price on any of these guys that we suggested. Good luck betting this event, and uh, listen, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>